welcome to the Rock, Pop, and Roll podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Rob Nichols. I got a portfolio of stories that I wrote back in my days as a music writer. Worked on radio, in radio, for 20 years. Welcome to the Rock, Pop, and Roll podcast, episode 6. We talk rock and roll and pop music from the playlist of the decade of the 1980s. Live from the middle of Indiana. How y'all doing? (laughs) Thanks for listening. Hey, this week our show title... Uh, is five overlooked minor hits from big 80s bands. So, so songs that, for whatever reason, were not big hits for these bands. We, we kind of try and figure out why that was. You know, the thing is, one of the things, this is a little backstory, one of the things I can't stand about classic rock radio stations and why they are, why they become unlistenable is the playlist has stagnated. It's not really about the bands, right? They're not culpable. Led Zeppelin, Aerosmith, ACDC, Foreigner, Def Leppard, Van Halen, Bob Seger, Journey, Pink Floyd, they all rock, right, in, in their own way. But when the typical classic rock radio station in the United States plays the same three or four songs from each band and has played those same songs since 1990, how can you stop me from hating what these stations sound like? I'm just like, can you not go deeper into these bands' catalogs? Won't music fans say, oh, that that's okay with us, go ahead and do that? But the stations seem to think we won't we won't like that. Wrong. My point of contention is the deep catalog of all these bands, plus the Springsteens, Petties, Brian Adams, Rolling Stones, Pat Benatar, other big rockers, and even the less mass popular bands like Traffic or The Pretenders. They've got great catalog songs that don't get played. So we dig a little deeper, well past where those radio stations stop and find some things, some songs that for whatever reason were minor hits for these big 80s bands, how come it was not a big old song? We try to figure that out today on Rock, Pop, and Roll. So let's hit it. Five overlooked minor hits for big 80s bands. Our first artist was a 1980s pop rocker, kind of when more pop went away from uh, the power pop that gave him his burst of superstardom. It's Rick Springfield. The song here is off of his uh, Success Hasn't Spoiled Me Yet album, which was the follow-up, the glossier, poppier follow-up to Working Class Dog that had Jesse's Girl on it. So this song is essentially a rewrite of Jesse's Girl, similar guitar opening anyway. It's uh, two and a half minutes in length, so it's short, little, just quick little pop rocker. It's at least a bit of a throwback to the previous album's power pop sound, so I liked it. Because the album I wasn't a huge fan of. Don't Talk to Strangers was on this album, went to number two. Calling All Girls was a rock radio track that went to number four. So a couple of big songs on it. The second actual single was What Kind of Fool Am I? And that went up to number 21. So then they released this single, the third actual single from the album. And it went to number 32. It's a little throwback to that Working Class Dog album. It's called I Get Excited. Kind of hear Jesse's girl in that, right? 
I'm not crazy, am I? <laughs> no, I'm not, because I know they did it on purpose. Hey, you had a hit with Jesse's girl. Why don't you make one that sounds just like it, Rick? All right. We're looking at minor hits from the big 80s bands, and our second artist, our second song of the podcast, is the Dire Straits. The Dire Straits that had Money for Nothing, Sultans of Swing, Walk of Life. Those are the songs that, that made them their money. The integrity. They had good integrity on their albums, too. So if you can pick up a Dire Straits album all through the late 70s and early 80s, and, and just there was stuff on there to like. It just wasn't on the radio. A song like I Love Romeo and Juliet is a great Dire Straits song. This is a minor hit from 1983 that was on an EP called Extended Dance Play. The record contains three tracks. The cassette that was released, or, or the album that was released in the U.S., had four tracks. It included a outtake from the Love Over Gold album sessions, a song called Badges, Posters, Stickers, T-Shirts. Uh, but the song that was uh, the, that we're going to play here uh, was released as a single in 1983. It went to number one in New Zealand. Hmm? Who knew? Number 14 in the U.K. And uh, it did get to number 12 on the U.S rock track charts so some rock stations played it but top 40 stations did not it was before the brothers in arms album would come out in 85 and you know, make dire streets big make this little song a forgotten piece of mark knopfler and dire streets history it's a fun it's a throwaway track really just a fun dire streets isn't really known for being a fun band but this this song and i remember it being played on night tracks and on mtv there's one of the earlier videos here's the 1983 version of dire straits doing our uh, doing a, a little minor hit from their big catalog it's called twisting by the pool on the rock pop and roll podcast Good little groove to it, doesn't it? Doesn't it now? You just don't hear that anymore. Dire Straits, Twisting by the Pool, a little minor hit for them. And bringing it back just for you, Ryan. There we go. Just a fun track. It's the Rock Pop and Roll Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Rob. The third song, the third band that we are going to take a listen to is our EO Speedwagon, the pride of Champaign, Illinois. After their huge High Infidelity album, they sold 10 million copies of that album in just in the United States alone. Just a huge album. Keep on loving you and, and, and the rest. Uh, the record company, after that album, they wanted another REO Speedwagon album. They wanted it fast. Of course they did. Big hit. Let's follow that up fast. So the band went in and recorded the album called Good Trouble. And the momentum of that High Infidelity album helped push Good Trouble to hit status. But something about the album wasn't, it, it wasn't good. It wasn't a rocker. It had moments. It sounded thin. It had moments. It had moments of that REO heartland gold, but not many. The first single, though, was Keep the Fire Burning. 
You got to remember that one was a top 10 hit, went to number seven on the Hot 100 and number two on the mainstream rock track charts. It was the first thing, though. So so this is where that momentum hit comes in. It was the first thing that people had heard from REO Speedwagon since Take It on the Run and Keep on Loving You and Tough Guys and the songs off of that High Infidelity album. So they were ready for ready for them to hear some REO. June 1982 was when Good Trouble was released. It was a top 10 album on the Billboard album chart went double platinum so sold more than two million copies had two top 40 singles so keep the fire burning and then one that was it was top 30 it wasn't a big hit called sweet time but the band actually was able to ring five radio songs out of this album keep the fire burning sweet time uh, they released two more uh, songs to rock radio or, or rock radio played them anyway uh, the key and stillness of the night song you just don't hear those songs from mario speedwagon but the best of all these songs was the fifth one to find its way to the AOR uh, stations had the most interesting hook of the five nice little turn of a phrase and actually gets in your ear, little earworm. The song sounded, listen to this and see if you don't agree. It sounded more like seventies REO than, than the other songs they were releasing at the time. So, you know, that's worth something to me anyway. Uh, seven, nothing wrong with seventies REO Speedwagon. This one hit the rock chart, only went to number 51, uh, the fifth actual radio song from the album Good Trouble. This is the title track. Take a listen to REO on the Rock Pop and Roll podcast. that REO keyboard in it that I like. That's, that's like that sounds to me like a throwback to like son of a son of a poor man was that the name of the song from the 70s REO Speedwagon. Uh, but that that's good trouble. And uh, that hook, that that chorus gets in your head for at least me. It gets in my head and I can't get rid of it. So now that I've listened to it I, <laughs> for the rest of the night I'm going to be hearing that song as I try to fall to try and fall asleep. Uh, the fourth artist, we will take a look at a minor hit for a big 80s artist. One of the greatest pop albums of the 1980s was Cyndi Lauper's She's So Unusual album. And that was a fun album. It was poppy. It was iconic. It was ironic. It was created with two members of the Philly rock band, The Hooters. Did you know that? <laughs> two guys from The Hooters wrote some songs and helped her record this album. Had huge hits. Uh, Girls Just Want to Have Fun was September of 83. When that thing came out and uh, Cindy Lauper blew up, followed by Time After Time in January of 84, Shebop in the summer of 84, and the fourth single, do you remember, All Through the Night, September of 1984. That was written, by the way, by Jewel Shear, who also wrote the most excellent Bangles hit, If She Knew What She Wants, another song that's uh, unjustly forgotten. 
with this album, She's So Unusual, there was still enough juice in the record to release one more single. So that's what they did. A fifth single off the album from Cindy Lauper. It was actually a, the U.S. single was the same song on both sides, except they had the studio version on one side, the live version on the other side. I always played when I was in radio. This was back in the time when you could, I was at stations where you could choose, you had, you could choose what you played a lot more, than, a lot more than you can now. Uh, but I always played the live version, had more energy. It was, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It did get up to number 27. I mean, Cindy Lauper was big at, at this time. So she was, she was rolling. Uh, number 27 in December of 84, or that's when it was released. It was in December of 84, eventually went to 27, 37 on the rock tracks charts because rock stations weren't playing Cindy Lauper, but they could have played, should have played a little bit more of this one. She didn't write it. I'll tell you a little more about that in a minute. It's money changes everything. There's your little Hooters influence. Now, the Hooters, remember them? The Hooters, and we danced day by day. All you zombies. Ah, that's a forgotten. I love that one. Cindy Lauper, the live version. But there was a song that was originally performed by the uh, a Georgia pump a punk pop rock band called the brains, not the bad brains, but a band called the brains, uh, the brains bass player, Keith Christopher went on to join the Georgia satellites. He was replaced in that band with another member of the brains, Rick price, who was in with the satellites all through the keep your hands to yourself days. And I think he may still be with them as Dan Baird's no longer the lead singer, but they still tour as, as the Georgia satellites, the brains last drummer was Morio Moro Magellan was his name. Still is his name. He was the original drummer for the Satellites as well. And he would go on to drum for Dan Baird when Dan Baird, the lead singer of the Satellites, went solo. So a lot of Georgia Satellites stuff, which again, okay with me, but a lot of that stuff in that Cindy Lauper Money Changes Everything story. Our fifth artist, our fifth song on the rock, pop, and roll podcast, minor hits of the big 80s bands, is Pat Benatar. She had not yet become a rock superstar. Not yet when she released this one. It was a song that was originally, this was a cover version. It was originally done by the Rascals. And she recorded it for her second album, Crimes of Passion, 1980. It was released as the lead single. So the record company must have thought, hey, this one is the one that's going to break her big. And it they were wrong. It didn't. It peaked at number 42 on the Hot 100. It was the second, on August 1st, 1981, it was the second second video ever broadcast on MTV, though. Doing my research, and I did not know that, so that was a nice little fact to find out. Uh, Benatar did receive some radio airplay before this song with Heartbreaker and We Live for Love off her debut album. 
and in both 1979 and 80, both were top 30 songs. And after this song, she had Pat Benatar after this one didn't hit big. She had 12 consecutive top 40 hits. The single right after this one was hit me with your best shot. So that started off a big run for Pat Benatar. This one went up to number 42, didn't even make the top 40. A little minor hit that still rocks for Pat Benatar. It's called You Better Run. And the band rocked that one up much more than the than the Rascals did back back in the day. As a matter of fact, uh, you want to hear a little bit of that Rascals tune? Uh, this was from 1966. This was the original version of "You Better Run," hit number 20 on the Hot 100. Their previous single, the one before this single for the Rascals, was a number one song called "Good Lovin'." But this is the Rascals version of what you just heard from Pat Benatar. Pat turned up the volume a little bit, doesn't it? Isn't that right? What you trying to do to my heart? What you trying to do to my heart? You go around telling lies, you fool around with the other guys. What you trying to do to my heart? You better run. A little more of the uh, psychedelic stylings with that song. The Rascals were a great band, though. The Young Rascals became the Rascals. They reformed Stephen Van Zant from uh, Springsteen's band. Little Stephen uh, helped reform them, put them all, I don't know if they were on Broadway or just off Broadway, and toured together back in the, uh, it's like 2017, and then they broke up again. But anyway, great band, great 60s band, and uh, that was their version of what Pat decided to turn up to 11. And there's almost your show. Almost the show. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We got one more fact, one last fact coming up. Subscribe to Rock, Pop, and Roll on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Look for a new full-length episode dropping every Wednesday. If you like the show, did you like the show? I hope you did. And if you want to help me out, help us out, here at the corporate office, it's really easy to do that. Just tell someone, share with them that uh, you ought to listen to this. If they're a fan of 80s pop, rock, and roll, they'll probably like it. Uh, you can also leave a review wherever you listen. That helps us find out what you like and helps us be discovered by others. So we'd appreciate that. Email us at rockpoprollpodcast at gmail. 
rockpopandroll.com, rockpoproll.podcast at gmail.com. Have an idea for a show? Let us know. You can find us on Twitter. That address is 80s Rock Pop Roll. So you find that information uh, in the section below, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And let's end with one last fact, shall we? A song that did not make the cut this week. A song from Billy Idol. I was amazed when I found out that Dancing With Myself never charted. Dancing With Myself was not in the, didn't make the Hot 100, did not make the rock tracks chart for rock radio. Uh, it was a song that was first released in the UK in October of 1980 by a band called Gen X, which Billy Idol was the lead singer of. So follow me here. He was the lead singer of Gen X. They released it, this song. It went to number 62 in the UK, so it was not a big hit there. So then Billy Idol came to, in, to the United States and they remixed and re-released this song. Same song, just remixed it with Billy Idol as a solo artist in 1981. And the song went to 102 on the Hot 100. So bubbling under was what they called that. It, it was oddly number 27, the remixed version, number 27 on the Hot Dance Play chart. Who knew? So uh, Keith Forsey was the producer. He, uh, he remixed it. For the United States, he faded down the guitar and the bass tracks. He brought up the vocal, made the percussion more uh, uh, in your face. It was an MTV hit, but it wasn't really a radio hit until later. So uh, take a listen. Let's play us out. Let's, let's listen to a little bit of the Gen X version, shall we, with the louder guitars from 1980. I like this version. The more I hear it, I'm like, Man, I really like that. It's from the UK release. It's Dancing With Myself. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. I'm Rob. Be good to each other. So let's sing another trick. Cause it'll give me time to think. If I had the chance, I'd ask a woman to dance. And I'll be dancing on my set. and roll.